0: Today's opening quote is, never silence the internal self-exploration nor the external exploration of the world. Something I heard in Peru. Hello, good evening, welcome, afternoon, and all of that to you world. It's me, Sharon Harris. Welcome to another episode of the Hot Foot Roams podcast. Thanks for joining me. Your ears could be anywhere else, but you choose to be with me. Thanks. I want to say happy anniversary to me, Sharon Harris. Yes. I celebrated three months in Aruba a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm approaching, by the time this podcast goes out, Six months of travel, seven months of travel. I've been traveling since January. January the 24th to July 24th will make six months officially traveling. That's half a year. Happy anniversary to me. Yeah, yeah. Happy anniversary to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So wishing myself a happy anniversary. This is the anniversary show. I want to do, you know what, I really need to stop recording with my earrings on, that's very sloppy of me, hold on, I should know that by now, yeah, so it's an anniversary show, I hear you, some of you say, you're in Aruba for three months, yes, why, because I felt like it, but three months, because I wanted to, it felt right, so I did. Three months. I met a ton of people. One or two of them I don't speak to anymore. That's quite interesting. But I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, I've met some really good people. I've got involved in some a few interesting things. Um, partied, sightseed and just enjoyed life. Just enjoyed being safe and silent and just enjoyed being in a good place I think when you live in a big city like London for example you're just accustomed to the constantness the constant busy the constant commute the constant it's just like you know what this has been my this has been my you know what somebody said to me this is your eat pray love journey Sharon I was like for real I had never thought of that but yes I have been on the Eat, Pray, Love journey, people. Oh, thank you. I mentioned um, a couple of minutes ago about some people that I'd met on the journey that I don't speak to anymore. I just want to give you the joke about that. Okay, so first of all, if I haven't done so already, let me apologize for the echo or any random background noise. So I'm in my shared house stroke hostel stroke apartments that I'm renting here in Aruba and although my my room is at the back of the house it's at the back of the house but sort of half at the back of the house half of it sort of um, leans into the main road so I end up hearing car stereos blazing the bus passing, the garbage man collecting, I'm hearing the police sirens going off and I noticed previously that I kind of picked up on some recordings and let me just apologise, I haven't got no studio, I don't have a mic filter, people I'm just working with my my little skull candy in-ear headphones plugged into my Chromebook laptop, yeah that's what I'm working with, so nothing but echo in the bedroom and yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make it work. I've got a little towel over my head, trying to create a little, um, you know, a little microphone filter. I don't know how well that's working, but I'm gonna work with it. Okay. <laughs> so let me just apologise for that. I'll try my best to make it sound fairly decent. But anyway, I wanted to give you this, this joke, right? So. A couple of weeks back there was um a big summer music festival here in aruba and um the tickets were mad expensive so i like boy oh, i don't really want to pay that kind of money they were talking starting price 75 us dollars and the lineup was ozuna which is uh, a guy from puerto rico big Big reggaeton, Latin music artist. Um, he's got a tune out with Cardi B, actually. Don't ask me what it's called, but I know he's got a tune out with Cardi B. He's he's a big deal. He's a big deal. And then there was another couple guys. um they, They're more bachata type Latino music artists. So, you know, the slow jams of Latin music. Um, they performed on the Saturday night. Excuse me. And then on the Sunday night, the headline act was Kes the Band. Kes the Band is a soca artist from Trinidad, and I'm a soca fan, so yeah, they were on the bill. I was like, mm, I've got to go and check them out. Now, for some strange reason, this Caribbean island—they're not mad for soca, like certain other Caribbean islands. I mean, shit, they probably listen to more soca in Jamaica than this place does, which is just bizarre. But anyway, um. Yes, I went to go and check out Kester Band. I decided I'm going to lime outside with the rest of the people who chose not to buy a ticket and just listen to the music from outside. And I have done that for a couple of other festivals that that have taken place here in Aruba. So I'm like, well, this summer music festival is no different. I'm just going to lime outside. So Friday night for Ozuna was packed outside, man. The vibe was nice. Real Caribbean vibes, I must say. Like people bought their cooler. They opened up the boot, were serving food. They had the dominoes table. It was, it was lit. It was really, really nice. And I heard it was even bigger and better on the Saturday. I did something else sad on the Saturday night. I can't quite remember now. But anyway, Sunday comes. It's Kester Band. I debated whether getting a ticket or not. And I'm like, nah. I ain't paying that for Kesterburn. Kester cool and everything but really and truly in London I probably wouldn't pay more than £25 pounds to see Kesterburn. Let us let me be honest. So they weren't going to get 75 US out of me. Anyway, I lie outside. I buck up to two local brothers. We get chatting and for the sake of this podcast we're going to call them Glasses and No Glasses. So anyway, glasses is the more confident outgoing um he's he's the one that's got the lyrics of the duo, and no glasses is a bit more quiet a bit more reserved not as confident right so glasses was initially doing all the talking we were chatting but then he's trying to I guess encourages brethren to like, you yeah, talk to her, she's a good looking woman. I talk to her now. So no glasses, like, well, I am talking to her. Anyway, glasses walks off, no glasses and I get chatting. He's done a lot of traveling actually, which is quite refreshing. Um, he's traveled a lot around um, Latin America. So we've got talking, which was cool. And, you know, was giving me a little bit of travel advice, which was quite useful and, int- and interesting. So anyway, kind of long story short now, for the whole night, glasses is just taking a piss out of his friend what's wrong with you man you see good looking woman you don't have to talk to her. what's wrong with you you're acting like an idiot so like I said no glasses is not that confident I'm like all right well I ain't really trying to break up the happy home here people I'm just here for the chill and the line so anyway we decide the concert's over we head off to um another like Another little rave up on Sunday. But by the time we get there, that's also finishing. So we go on to this club called The Mill. Oh, the rave up on the beach is called Moomba Beach. On Friday, I'm sorry, on Sundays, a DJ named DJ Diablo. um, One of the big DJs out here, actually, and definitely one of the better DJs. I just want to give you a big up, DJ Diablo. You are definitely one of the better DJs out here in Aruba. In my humble opinion of some of the Aruban DJs, I do suggest you visit some of the cities called London, New York or Miami, even Toronto. Brush up on your DJ skills, DJ. Just just thought I'd say that. But DJ Diablo, you're doing things, brother. It's always a good set when you're playing. Anyway, so Diablo's spinning some tunes, but the but but, but the set f- he's, the night finished early. So he was going to play at this late night club called the windmill, or the mill rather, next door to our old room, windmill. So anyway, we head down to the mill, place is packed. Glasses manages to get us being past the queue. Like, All right, cool. So we jam in. And like I said, me and no glasses kind of hit it off in terms of just conversation. And we caught a little vibe. So I'm like, oh, this is nice. I've got people to hang, you know, more new people to hang out with. And true, no glasses as a traveller, even better. So anyway, now, get to the mill. Glasses pulls me for a dance. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we're dancing, dancing. Now, he's cutting his eye at his brethren, you know, making jokes of him. Like, right, look at me, i dance with your friend. Ha, ha, ha. Like that. So we dance, two tunes, three tunes, four tunes, five channel tunes. So I say to Glasses, look, calm down. I think you're making No Glasses uncomfortable. So anyway, we stopped dancing. So I go over to No Glasses and say, "Uh, I told Glasses that he needs to calm down. I think he might be making you feel uncomfortable. Well, who told me to say that, boy? Because minutes later, my mind just switched. Two twos them to having a conversation, partly in Papiamento, partly in English, but our voices start to get raised. They sound a bit vexed. I'm like, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. She, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's, what's, what's going on here? No one's explaining themselves. I'm like, all right, cool. I just carry on bubbling. And then no glasses says, I'm leaving. You left your scarf in my car. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. So I've got to get the scarf. He heads off right ahead of me. Like, my man just storms off. Get to the car. My man gets me, like, just practically dash my scarf in my face. Close the door. So he's like, this bitch is not getting a right home with me. And he's like, yeah, it's nice meeting you. Enjoy your vacation. So I'm like, uh, what's happened here? you ain't seeming right, what's what's taking place? He's like, oh, don't you remember what you said to me? That's how I said. Hmm. Repeat what I said to you. I think maybe you didn't hear me. Oh, so you don't remember what you said? I'm like, you know what, brother? I'm not here to break up no friendship, you know, or to get in the way of nothing. So yeah, nice meeting you both, shook their hands, I went about my business, I jumped in the taxi that was right there waiting for me, and I went back to my place. But I wanted to give that joke, people, because <laughs> the fuck crease is real, man, like seriously, the fuck crease is real, but it was quite, it was a bit of a shock, but at the same time it was really funny, like, my gosh, these guys are so sensitive, I don't even know what you're sensitive about, because, you know, communication among some people is zero, but, yeah, I wanted to share that joke. I want to do a stop-by-stop breakdown. That would be really good. So, if I start from the beginning, let me start from the beginning, so... January, February, I was in Brazil. I was there for Rio Carnival. I think I mentioned that that before. Um, So that was kind of most of my, most of my time was Rio. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I was in an armed robbery in in, um, the Copacabana area. So actually I decided to cut my stay in Brazil short after three and a half weeks. And because um, I was originally planning to go to Bahia and a couple other places after that. And I decided, now nah, I'm not going to do that. I shall leave. So I left and then I went to, uh, actually, let me just go back to Brazil. So Brazil, I did Big Jesus, as my friend from New York calls it. It's um, Christ the Redeemer. I did that. Sugarloaf Mountain. I went to, try and think where else I went to, went to a few museums as well and caught a couple of one-off exhibitions, went to a really good um, exhibition of some artwork called This Is Africa in Rio as well, the National Museum, that was really, really good, really, really good, quite interesting to go to an African exhibition where being the only black person in the group, everybody else was white. That was quite interesting day. And I had asked them about that as well, because following that, it might have been the day afterwards, we had gone to an event that was the opening. I guess, yeah, it was like the opening of Carnival and it was an event honoring one of the Orisha goddesses. And I can't believe I don't remember her name as, we're make, as I'm making this recording. But I'm going to come back to you. I'll probably stick it up on Instagram or it will be... Details will be on my blog anyway. And I'll share the details of the blog. I've been slipping on the blog, people. But, yeah, it'll be on the blog with pictures. Anyway, the opening of Carnival is about honouring one of the Irish goddesses. And it's been a tradition since since forever and it was really quite interesting because obviously i wasn't going to miss it because it was honoring an african goddess i'm going to beat it but everybody i went with was white so i was like okay this is quite interesting I, mean, I know you're brazilian and everything but this is quite interesting so had the went to the event it was really good to loads of pictures everybody really enjoyed themselves went out for something to eat I actually had gone with the lady I was doing um, like an informal Airbnb thing with and her friends. So the day after, one of the male, one of the men in the group, he had invited us for breakfast. So we went for breakfast. He was like, oh, did you enjoy the event yesterday? I was like, yeah, I thought it was great. It was brilliant. Um, he's like, yeah, that's kind of like an unofficial opening to carnival. I'm like, that's great. I loved it. And they celebrate. There's different basically that Arisha event takes place sort of throughout Rio, so where we were was kind of like the main starting point, and then it goes on where there is like, how do you say, the day closes with um, going to, if it's not Copacabana Beach, it's Ipanema Beach, where flowers are put into the sea to symbolise almost the teardrops of the goddess and people can make wishes um, when they place the flowers into the sea. And so I had asked him, you know, what are you, what do you, I'm trying to find a politically correct way to ask, how is it that as a white man you're at this event? I'm trying to find the way to ask the question. So basically I just sort of ask as a white man, what were your thoughts or how do you feel about being at the event? You know, and he's like it just is. This is Brazilian culture. So I find it weird for those who are not there, who are not part of the event. He says, "Yes, there are Brazilians who don't believe in Orisha culture or um, don't value it or don't even see it as part of Brazilian culture when it is. And we know it is. But there are some Brazilians who choose not to honor that, and that's on them. But the majority of us do. And I was like, okay, I learned something new today. I really like that learning too. So that was quite good. As I said, I'm going to share that on on my blog with pictures and some video footage, etc. And carnival was great, but it was different because I'm a carnival junkie. I'm a carnival baby. Like soca is in my bloodstream, right? In with reggae, they're just married, and that's how I'm created with reggae and soca. That's the creation of my being, and. As my mum's from Jamaica and my dad's from St. Lucia, I guess that would make sense as well. But um, yeah, so Carnival just is too. But the way Rio does Carnival is quite um it's quite different. So if you are, for example, a big soccer fan and you're used to carnival being done the Caribbean way, i.e. Trinidad, Barbados, Grenada, Saint Lucia, etc. You'd be a bit disappointed because there is no walking up like that. It's it's not that it's just not that kind of party. Um, but it's more like it reminds me very much of Notting Hill Carnival. When you're at actually it reminds me very much of Nightingale Carnival in in like several different Nightingale carnivals packed into Rio on the same day over several days over over three weeks. I never knew Carnival ran that long. Like you your stamina got to be on 10 plus. I thought you had to have stamina to go to Trinidad. Mmm you might need extra for Brazil. But like I said, it's different. And I think that that was quite refreshing, actually. It caught me by surprise at first because I was coming for the walk-up, but I really enjoyed the different aspects of kind of going to the stadium to watch the samba bands, which was just amazing, amazing, the costumes, amazing, the staging, amazing, the dancing, amazing. And that was really great. I must tell you a story about that. So, uh, the Samba band tickets, they sell out from early doors and they are expensive. And so, when I was looking on websites and stuff for the Samba bands, I was like, shit, boy, this shit's kind of not, that's not the kind of money I want to spend to see Samba bands. And I kept watching the site, trying to see if there was any deals coming up. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here for Rio Carnival. How can I not go to the Samba Drum? That's that's like in, that's important to me as a newbie to to um, Rio Carnival. But when I spoke to my friends out there, they were like, eh, we're not really bothered about going. I'm like, you're not, but that's because you've been before. And they're like, yeah, but. It's overpriced. It's overrated. Nah, we just ready for the parties on the road. That's carnival to us. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I'm on the road with you two people. Early morning, afternoon, night, I'm there. But I can't miss the samba band. I can't miss the samba drum. That's not right. So nobody wanted to go. I'm like, shit, samba don't kick off the... Summer drum doesn't kick off until the night. How's that going to work? So I was dealing with getting there and getting back in my head, like, oh my gosh. So, person I was doing the Airbnb with, she's like, hmm, have you thought about going to the group Bs? I'm like, Group B. She's like, you get a very similar experience. It's new for you, so you don't know any different. And price is always cheaper. She's like, basically, the group B is the samba bands that didn't make it to group A stage, but they're still good. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know any different. So I was debating, debating, debating. By the time I decided I was going to go get the ticket, tickets were sold out. So I'm upset. I'm long-faced. I decided to do my plan B for the evening, which was to see this. Um, live performance of some of um, Brazil's samba samba players, samba musicians and um, other types of Brazilian music they were playing at this uh, one-off concert event that evening. So I kind of drag my heels there reluctantly. I didn't really want to go to the concert. I really want to go samba drum. But I make my way down to the concert area and lo and behold, Sharon Harris is lost. I can't find this freaking place. And I'm like, it's real in nighttime. I don't really want to be walking up and down like a lost tourist. So I decide, let me just follow this crowd of people. I follow the crowd of people. They're going to the samba drum. I'm like, damn. So I can see in, but I can't really see. And I see that the show's already started because I can see the big um, displays passing from outside. Like, they're inside, but you can see because they're so tall and massive and colourful, and the music is pumping. So I'm like, shit, man. I can't believe I came all the way to Brazil to just stand up outside. I fucking listen to the music outside. All that shit. So some Brazilian guy comes up to me. He's speaking Portuguese. Everybody speaks Portuguese to me. You know, I'm black, they're black. You must be Brazilian. Everybody speaks Portuguese from Brazil, right? So even white people came up to me speaking Portuguese. It wasn't a black thing. It was like, I got that face that says, you're from here, right? Obviously. And then the voice didn't match. But anyway, so this Brazilian guy comes up to me. We're talking. He's like, you going inside? I said, I haven't got tickets. I said, how got tickets? I said, how much? Tells me a price. I'm like, nah. I ain't paying that. So he's talking to me, talking to me. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're so that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sells a couple of tickets. I'm like, okay, cool. People are going in, so his shit must be the real deal. Gets talking, to, I get talking to him again. And I'm like, nah, I'm sitting there seeing he's selling other tickets. I'm like, shit, Shine. you cannot let your ticket get sold out for a second time. So I go up to him. Security's hovering around, hovering around. I'm like, okay, I know how to, know how to play this. So chatting to him, so he goes, tickets. He goes yeah, i got to get some. He goes, just give me, just give me, I forget how much I paid for it as well. It, just, just, it was cheap, though. It was cheap. He goes, just give me X amount. I'm like, okay, where am I sitting? He's said, like, section eight. I'm like, all right, cool, section eight. Now, there are about 12 sections, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember rightly, and... Really and truly, I remember my friends telling me you want to be in the middle between section six and section eight because that's when you're going to get the best view. You. <clears throat> you don't want sections one to five or nine to 12 because you don't see anything. The early sections, the bands, particularly for the group B, they haven't quite got it together yet until a few sections in. So by the time they get to the middle section, everything, is, everything is, is ready. By the time they're going out to the further sections, they're tired. So, you know, a couple of band members have fallen off. Maybe a couple of items of clothing they're not wearing no more. The headdress is falling off, da da, da it, It's not so cool. Make sure you're in the middle. So I remembered that. So the guy told me the ticket. I'm like, all right, cool. I probably paid the equivalent of maybe 20 pounds if that, and I was more than happy to pay £20 for the experience that I had and what I saw and the music and the vibe. I was fucking chuffed to pieces, absolutely chuffed. I stayed, public transport was running 24 hours during the carnival period. So um, I travelled back on the metro, which was packed, but obviously it wasn't crowded walking to my door, was it? So uh, that probably went on till about 1am and I I probably left about half an hour before the end. Left about half an hour before the end, I think the news getting a bit late, let me head back. But I saw a hell of a lot and had a damn good time. That uh, was my synopsis of Rio Carnival. Plenty of partying, a hell of a lot of caprinas which I still don't know how to pronounce, but I drank a lot of them. They were damn tasty, and I had caipinas in the UK, they're fucking nasty, tastes like dishwater. Dishwashing water. But in Brazil? Fuck me, boy. You'd be drinking that shit like it's, like it's ice water. In that crazy-ass heat? Oh my god. You just stay drunk. We are at the close of the show, people. So I just want to say thank you for joining me this week. Your ears could have been anywhere else, as I said in the opening, but they're here with me. Thank you very much. So yeah, just want to remind you where you can find me. Um, follow me on Instagram at Hotfoot Roams. Um, I'm on Twitter as well at Hotfoot Roams. That's H O T F W O T. R O A M S. I'd almost forgot how to spell <laughs> is Hotfoot Roams. H-O-T-F-O-O-T-R-O-A-M-S, at Hot at Hotfoot Roams Twitter and Instagram. The website is coming soon with the blog will be on there too. And that will also be Hotfoot Roams. Um, I'm gonna keep talking about the blog until it's up and running. So every week I'm just gonna say, yeah, blog's coming blog's coming I'm writing a book as well people sorry I should have had a sip of water I'm, ha- I'm writing a book as well that's actually going to be called Hot Foot Rooms, believe it or not and uh, it's a book about my travel so some bits and bobs that's probably not covered in the podcast and not covered on social media but will be in the book as well So look out for that. But that will come out at the end of the travels anyway. So once travels has concluded, this traveling journey has concluded and I decide to settle wherever, then the book will come out then. Anyway, as I said, I'm coming to the close of the show. Thank you for listening. Catch you next week. Catch you next time. All right. Bye. Those who roam are not always lost. Keep roaming, people.